Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to my everyone. My hell out of me right now. <laughs> Man, you got uh, a hair stuck in there or something. I, yeah, that's usually what happens. A beard hair, maybe. You know what's funny? It's always funny whenever I'm freaking digging in on the eye, and then it's always just a little eyelash. And it's just like, this is what's causing this fucking <laughs> pain and suffering. This burning sensation in yeah, my eyeball. It's so funny. It's 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 better than, uh, you know, well, we both have beards. My beard's a little bigger than yours. That's mm-hmm. worse. That's worse. A beard hair is worse than an eyelash hair. How the hell do you get a beard hair in your eye? It has happened. They get loose when I they fall it. off. I think okay. one morning I woke up. <laughs> and I just had a random like beard hair in my I forget what do you where the where the te- the tear duct right. that area and mm-hmm. it was quite painful and oh, I can uh, excruciating worse worse mm-hmm. than a uh, worse than an eyelash I could tell you that much yeah and, and speaking of beards and beard hairs and someone that has a about, beard we're talking about <laughs> listen we're talking about the man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, take it, take it away from me. Uh, oh, what Saint Nick? Uh, what else does he have? What's 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 Sandy his other? Claus. Sandy Claus, Papa Noel. I yep. heard that growing up as a Latino. I've never, I've never heard that one. But <laughs> Papa, Papa Noel, Papa Noel, Santa Claus, Old Saint Nick, Chris Kringle. What else? Chris Kringle. Um, I, I think that's all the ones I know. I, I'm I not, yeah, the, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's any other ones. Papa Noel was the new one I wanted to bless you with and bless the listeners. Yeah, I never with, heard. Too. I never heard that one. I, I'll be honest. I don't hear it often, but I think I remember as a kid hearing Papa Noel. I wonder. I have to ask <laughs> Sheila when when she comes back if she knows yes. that because I have a feeling she probably does. You're dating a Latina, so she would yep. definitely know. I, I, I'm assuming she would know Papa Noel. I think she specifically Spanish Spanish people uh-huh. will know Papa Noel. And this yeah. is the third third time. Third time we're doing this, Dave. Once yeah, again. No. We're going to run out of Santas. We're going to we run out of telling you. This <laughs> is going to happen. Eventually, we're probably going to have to take like a, like one holiday season not do. To not do it. Just to wait and see Santas. what new Santa Claus has come out. Honestly, there's a lot of Santas out there. There are a lot of Santas, but we have to like dig, I guess, dig deep. I'm sure there's people listening to us like, yeah, dude, there's a lot of Santas out there. We just have to really think about it. You know, because remember, last year we did this. It was like a personal Santa, too. We had picks that were like from our personal lives. Mm-hmm. One of my picks, one of my picks is more of a personal pick, not from pop culture, from a movie or show or something like that. So you can always, we can always take from life as well. And bring in a Santa that, you know, we've, it could be an experience we had this year. Hey, I went to a mall and I saw the Santa Claus getting arrested or some shit. Who knows? That could be an iconic Santa. That would be, that absolutely (laughs) is an iconic Santa. That would be an iconic Santa to you. (laughs) Definitely. And speaking also of, of iconic Santa, some new, I guess, or, or, or a Santa I think will become iconic. I want to see this movie. Is Violent Night. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it briefly in the open of the show here. I won't get into any spoilers because Dave, you've yeah, yet to see it. I want to see it, and it just came out the time of this recording. Literally, mm-hmm. it came out like a few days ago. So, you know, I don't want I don't want to spoil it. I think everyone. I'll say this at the top. I think everyone this holiday season before the new year should go out and watch Violet Night. 
First things first, and I'll end with with David Harbour's interpretation of Santa because that was one of my favorite aspects of the film. But I'll say this. It's basically Die Hard, Home Alone, and the Santa Claus combined. That's the perfect. best way. Yeah, that is perfect. That is, the, that is literally the way I could describe this movie. It knows what it is. It's, I'll say this. It, some of the performances, like John Leguizamo... I was I was surprised oh, that's by right. him. He's in that I saw Dude, him in the trailer. He's the villain. He's the villain yeah. of the film, hamming it up, but in the best way possible. The one-liners, his presence. Oh, he's funny, John Leguizamo. Oh, I love I yeah, love I love John. I've always liked yeah. John Leguizamo since the '90s, like when he first came out. And was um, he the pest? Was he yes, the pest? He was, he was the pest. I love the pest. <laughs> he was in a uh, Tu Wong Fu. He was in. Yeah, a, a, he's a, great. An underrated movie uh, that I've always been a big fan of, Hanging with the Homeboys. That was really early in his career. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's probably, besides David Harbour and the little girl that's in the movie, he's the standout of the film. It's violent. It's gory. It's also heartwarming, which I really liked. So going into it, I didn't know much. I didn't read reviews. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about the movie until Sheila showed me oh, the trailer. Oh, she mentioned, she showed you the trailer? Yeah. yeah. yeah it, got a, even, it, it got a pretty wide release. It's playing in most, you know, it's theaters. It's only playing in theaters right yeah. now. Which you is awesome. You can't stream it anywhere, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm glad to see that the movie, is it like not on like Netflix simultaneously as, you know, right. theater that or something That doesn't bother me. Like I, I don't know if that bothers you or not, but no. that aspect of like that new thing that they've been doing, I, I don't personally care, like. Whatever, whatever way I could see this thing is fine with me. So if I can no. watch it from the comfort of my own home, that's great too. I like going to the movies. So there's been times like, you know, Halloween ends that just came out mm-hmm. a few months ago. That was on Peacock and theaters. I went to the theaters because I wanted to see it on the big screen. I just like going to the movie theaters. Uh, but back to Violet Night. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. It, it was, again, I don't want to get too into it because I, I feel like I'll slip up and spoil the don't movie. Don't slip up. <laughs> so, we don't need that. Dude, it was a lot of fun. And and David Harbour, you know, Stranger Things, I feel like when we see him now and stuff, that we just think of Hooper. Like, that's Hopper. just who we... Hopper. Hopper. So, Hooper. What the fuck? Damn, boy. Hopper. Hopper. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hopper. We think of Hopper because, you know, he, at this point, that's kind of the role that made him. Um, but I, I'll tell you what, dude, him as Santa Claus... Violet Night's gonna become a movie. I think people watch every holiday season. I can like see with, that. Like with Krampus. Like I feel mm-hmm. like Krampus and Violet Night would which, be a great double feature. Which, by the way, there is some loose Krampus sequel that's out there that just got released. I don't oh, think really? it has anything to do. Yeah, no. I don't think it has anything to do with the original like franchise. But it's no. like those Amityville movies that people just keep yeah. making and attaching that name to. It's I think it's like one of those. Yeah, it's. I, I'm pretty sure Krampus is in the public domain, so anyone can make a Krampus movie. That's what it is. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I feel like Violet Night. Uh, would go great. Different types of film, like the, the the big budget Krampus, the Michael Daughtry, the one that was in theaters in 2015. That right. Krampus and Violet Night would make an excellent like double feature during the holidays of kind of black comedy horror holiday Christmas yeah. movies. They just work well together. Very heartwarming, but also like gory and violent and kind of creepy. So it works. And uh, I could say this, dude, David Harbour, again, to kind of go back to that, his depiction of Santa is just I'm great, sure great. He's yeah. like fantastic in, in this movie. He's almost like a Santa that's 
been doing this so long, he's over it and over what the world's become without spoiling it too much. Yeah. And like he just gets he accidentally is just put in this tough situation. But since he's Santa Claus and a good person, he's got to help this family deal with some crazy shit. So yeah. and just even the way he looks, with the beard and the long hair and the, like the suit. I was like, damn, I was this close to swapping out one of my picks for this for one? this for for David Harbour's you know depiction of Santa mm-hmm. from Violet Night. But I was like, nah, it's still too too new of a movie. Got to let it simmer a bit, you know, to become iconic. And yeah. he, honestly, we can make iconic santa it's just to us personal it's whatever we want it to be so i could have done it but i also didn't want to spoil the movie because it's so new so maybe honestly i could see us maybe doing an episode just covering the movie maybe next holiday season or something like that let a year pass by i would i mean listen go ahead i'd recommend it i'd recommend i I thought it was a fun movie i will i listen i don't for me it doesn't really matter to see a movie in theaters or from home yeah but I would love to go see this movie and I gotta go to the theater. That's absolutely fine. I it's a think, theater experience to yeah, me personally. And we're during the hoping, holidays. We're hoping the Colonial Theater, which is right up the block from our yeah. uh, you know, our place, is gonna have it because that's A, an awesome movie theater, and B, like that's my like one like compromise. If I can go see a movie <laughs> at like an old movie theater cool like the theater. Colonial, yeah. then I'll, then I, I'll opt to do that. But like going to like IMAX, like it it just doesn't do anything. Or like for Regal, me. I get it. Yeah, it doesn't, get it. It doesn't do shit for me. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to go to like a multiplex. I understand, but at the yeah. same time, I think like seeing this and and in the theater while watching yeah, Violet that. Night, dude, people were laughing, clapping. Yeah, I was like, it. dude, clapping. I was like, oh shit. So <laughs> people were really enjoying the film, and it just was like a good feeling to to see a movie. That is obviously it's a ridiculous movie. Like I'm not sure. gonna lie, it's, it, looks it's silly. Si- it looks it's so silly, silly. but yeah. silly in like a great fun way. You know what I mean? Is, was there a lot of people in the theater? Eh, good amount here. That's in good. Queens, you know, but I live in New That's York, good. so I feel like all yeah. theaters have people in them. So they never. I, don't I think, guess I couldn't tell you what was the last movie I saw where there was like three other people only in the theater. Like every screening, there's always people. Maybe like on a Monday at one p.m. If you know the theater will be empty, but yeah, it was a good amount of people. I, I'm pretty sure it made time of this recording. It was like number two in the, like, on the so that's good. It made money. Yeah, it couldn't absolutely. beat it couldn't beat Black Panther or whatever that's out right now. But right. obvious that's that's a given. It's not going to beat Marvel a, bar, a Marvel yeah. movie. That's impossible. But it was really good. And if you listen to our show, I'm telling you, check it out this holiday season. It's a it's a very very fun holiday film. Not for the kiddies. For the adults, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of profanity, a lot of violence, but a very well made, it kind of killer Santa movie. But he's the good guy. He's a good so guy. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. It's a killer Santa movie, but he is the good guy in this one. They're naughty. And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Yeah, give them their lumps. Take that coal and shove it straight up their anuses. Yeah. So yes, Dave, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about some more iconic Santas, and you know, like you said, it's been tough picking them, but I still think there's a lot out there. I even, you yeah. know, what's funny? I, I was running through my list, and while doing that, I came across like two or three other ones that I could pick in the future. Yeah. But you're right. It's kind of like you want to pick. You want to pick some. It's getting harder to pick exotic 
I guess, exotic yeah. Santas that it's, not everyone knows. Right. You know? Like last year, you picked uh, Black Black Santa's Revenge. That's a very Ken deep Flurry. cut. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure there's not many people that have seen it. So that was, a, that was a good pick. So this year, I think our picks, minus maybe one or two, are pretty well known. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty. When well, they're 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 from pretty well known films, and then one of my picks is not a film. It's just a, a it's a pretty iconic, I, I guess, thing you'd see during yeah. the holiday season. Absolutely. But Dave, and you know what's funny? You yeah. just reminded me of something. I, yeah. And I'm not even going to say it because yeah. I'm gonna, I, I'm already claiming it for. Right, so then, don't I'm already say it claiming then. it for next year. A little tease, a little tease of of, little uh, tease. of, a, of the Santa we might be yeah. uh, we might be talking about next year. But yeah, All so right. Dave, let, we'll let you go first. What's your first pick? So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna co- I'm gonna coincide it with our latest Patreon episode that we covered to all the good night. Now, if anyone that listens to the regular podcast has not seen this movie or doesn't subscribe to the Patreon, skip this right now. Don't, <laughs> because don't, I am don't. giving... Listen, this is what I'm going to say. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, what are you doing, man? Support Haunted Hangover. Thank you. That's a better, an- that's a better answer. <laughs> that's a better so, answer. All I'm saying is there's a spoiler alert right now. So here it goes. So... My first iconic Santa I chose is the dual Santa killers from David Hess's To All a Good Night, which came out in 1980. As we have already discussed in the latest Patreon episode, this film is considered to be the first 80s slasher. I'm choosing the Santa in this film, or I should say Santas in this film, for two reasons. The cheap rubber masks that are in any and every capacity creepy and eerie and the fact that this film, again, is considered the first 80s slasher, to me, makes these Santas iconic just by association with that claim. Would you agree with that? Uh, I agree 100%. Yeah. So, for me, this was kind of like a light... Uh, there's there's like a light reason why I chose this, but I think it's a very valid reason. You know, valid for reasons sure. that they were chosen. And listen, the masks themselves, they're pretty lifeless, which also adds to its creepiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has, the mask has rosy cheeks. We get what looks to be like blue eyeshadow underneath the eyes, yeah, which I thought weird. was weird. It is weird. But again, it, it adds to it. And now this is something, as I was taking my notes, I realized, I was like, oh, this might be the nose is circular. What I think is I think that whoever made these masks, they repurposed clown masks and made them Santa Claus masks. Oh, because shit. It's, because I didn't it's a that. circular nose. You're probably and just, right. And they just, you know, painted it red. <laughs> wow. I'm we sorry. I'm sorry. They didn't. They didn't paint it red. That's what, that's what I meant they to left, say. They basically left right. the, red, the red nose. That might be why there's like that weird blue eyeshadow situation on the mask that's too, what I'm possibly. Saying. I see. Wow, that's... dude. It's funny. We did not even mention that in our nope, Patreon we episode. Did not. We didn't so, even go over the mask. So some, it works, though. Some, it works because we're covering it here. But some supplementary information from uh, from the Patreon over onto the main show. But, yeah, it, yeah. That, that is a good pick. It's funny. Another thing we didn't m- mention in our Patreon um, episode about To All A Good Night, our dive into that film. Technically, and I was thinking about it while I was editing the, editing that show. Tales from the Crypt, the original film from the 70s, I believe it's early 70s, did have a killer Santa Claus in it. We completely bypassed that and kind of said like this was the first killer Santa type deal. 
In reality, it's not, but I believe it is the first kind of masked killer Santa, killer, killer Santa well, slash a mouse mouthful there, killer Santa right. slasher type deal. Well, it's I definitely it's, the first one. I think it's I think it's just more more so. It's the first eight consider the first eighty slasher that yeah. you know involves Santa. Yeah, so there's nothing else like it right. where multiple people because even the tales from the crypt and that could be a pick too. I picked. I think on our first ever Iconic Santas episode from a few years ago, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. I picked the Tales from the Crypt episode. Um, uh, 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 I forget what it was called. I think it's uh, All Through the House, I believe and is what it's called. And All Through the House. And All Through the which House. Which is great. Which is great. With, with, um, I forget the actor's name. Uh, Dr. Giggles. Mary Ellen and Mary Ellen something. Yes, yes. The mom, the mom, from, the, the mom from the Goonies. Goonies, yes. And Monster yeah. Squad, I think, yep. if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, but he's a killer Santa in that. And that was my first pick the first time we ever did Iconic Santas. And that's based on the original Tales from the Crypt from the 70s. So that was like technically the first killer Santa. But you're right. In the more traditional slasher movie sense... To yeah. all a good night has the real first killer Santa kind of get up deal, and he's multi he's murder well he and she I should say mm-hmm. <laughs> he and she are are murdering multiple people in that film and the design of a mass killer wearing a, a really eerie rubber latex mask is that's kind of the first time that's happened before well michael myers i guess but in the new 80s era of slasher right. films that's kind of the the first one you know but that's yeah. definitely a good pick and, and and everything about that santa is is eerie and again i think it doesn't get enough props even after we talked i was thinking about it, I was like this movie does not get enough love it doesn't <laughs> and i it get really why doesn't. it's not the most amazing slasher movie in the world no, it's not bad though but it's got a, a, a pretty spooky killer in it, and it's yeah. got, you know, it's set on a holiday, which, you know, what sla- it, <laughs> so uh, many slasher again, films have, you know, are set on holidays. Once again, it does not have any Christmas feel <laughs> at all. But we, de- we definitely went into greater detail. We went into yeah. greater detail in the, uh, in the, the Patreon, Patreon episode. So it, we, we dove deep. So head over to that if, if you're not subscribing and take a listen. And we're yeah. pretty faithful to that. So we always, we're always recording for that. <laughs> don't, don't sleep. Support Haunted yeah. Hangover. Head over to our Patreon. Do it. He's dead. Oh Who's dead? God, he's dead. What happened? DJ. Oh, my God. We're going to die. So my first pick, this isn't going to be anything major. I don't have a lot to say about my first pick. But to me, this is a, a an iconic Santa on both a personal level and something I saw a lot growing up and for some reason do not see anymore. And that is the blow mold Santa head. Now you see blow molds. You see them still in front of houses, a little snowman, a full body Santa, but you don't see the blow mold Santa head. And uh, my grandmother had one of these. I vividly remember when it was not Christmas, seeing it in her closet, and one time it scared the shit out of me. It was just stand, it was just leaned up against the wall in this big closet she had in her old apartment. And um I've always just liked the way it look looks. It's a little odd looking. The Santa looks like he smoked the fucking doobie. His eyes are like half shut and he's got these rosy cheeks and like a shit eating grin on his face. Um, but I've always loved it. I, I, I feel like for me, at least it, it brings me back to my childhood. 
you get, I get the, I get that nostalgic feel for it, like the nostalgic feels anytime I see it. Um, and I usually only see pictures of it because I don't think I've seen one of these in person on someone's house door or outside of their house in someone's apartment in some, inside of someone's home in years. Did you ever have one of these, Dave? So I seen this all the time as well. I don't know if we owned one. I'm pretty sure my aunt and uncle that we I've definitely mentioned that their house yeah. before on that podcast. We they I'm pretty sure they had it. But I think if you're in the age range from 25 to 40, mm-hmm. or I mean even even you know older than that, yeah, you know you know what we're talking about, yeah, and. Yeah, they were everywhere. I've seen them pop up still. Like I've seen Recently? them on some people. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen just the head itself, like put on someone's front door, or like a window <laughs> or whatever. Um, but yeah, I absolutely remember this. And this is the thing that reminded me of the pick that I'm going to choose next year. So uh, <laughs> I will an- tell you what it's going to be when we're done. But <laughs> yeah, I gotta tease tease the listeners with that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I. My grandmother had one and she'd put it out every year. It would go on. I believe she put it on her window because it would make no sense to go on a door. She lived in an apartment building, so it was a little different. So she would put it in the window. And I always like really thinking about it. It is really odd. It's just this head, this big Mm -hmm. plastic head of Santa Claus just glaring back at you with the munchies that's basically what it what it was and i'm sure most of our listeners know what i'm talking about google santa head blow mold if you're not familiar with this thing and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about and this one specific is the one i like where his eyebrows are way up here and then he's got Mm -hmm. the hat leaning kind of his eyebrows and his hat are almost kind of connected like his white eyebrows blend in with the little white part of the santa hat and then he's got the rosy cheeks his mouth is just oddly open Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just weird and then his eyes are half shut he just looks like he's high that's basically it's just like it's it's just like hey i'm fucking jolly man i'm jolly man i just had some milk and cookies I just had some milk and cookies, man. That's basically he's that's, like a he's like a Cheech and Chong Santa. That's basically what he is. He does look high, dude. Right? Am I the only one yeah, that sees I, that? Yeah, I can see that. He looks a little looks a little. I never thought out. of it that way, but I, I to me, he just always looked happy, like just real happy. Yeah, he's Santa Claus. He's really excited. That's all I always got from it. This Santa's really happy that you just hung up his severed head on the wall Mm -hmm. and it's glowing. He's proud that uh, his head is just glowing in your living room. So, yeah, that was my first pick. The blow mold Santa head. Okay. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. My second choice is a pretty obvious one. And I think I have some pretty good reasonings why I chose this Santa Claus. And this is the Santa Claus from A Christmas Story, which came out in 1983. Let me just say something before I even go into this. For a minute, I was like, yo, this movie came out in 83. I thought it came out way earlier than that because it takes place in what, the 50s or something? I'm pretty sure it's the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Like he does such a good job of it. So listen, just being associated with this film, the Santa is iconic. It is. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue this is the most iconic Christmas movie. 
Yeah. Like, would you agree with that? <laughs> I, dude, they play this on like repeat every year on TNT. It's just over. They'll play A Christmas Story three mm-hmm. times in a row. Yeah, it's just so, all day. Everything it's about crazy. A Christmas Story and, is iconic, especially with the holiday. It just it and, makes and sense. I can. I, it's funny. I can never wrap my head around how he directed the exact opposite of this <laughs> Black movie. Christmas with Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because that movie is just fucking cruel and manic, and one of the best horror films made. So, Way more mean spirited when compared oh. to yeah. It's like don't get me wrong. This Santa scene is pretty mean spirited. So maybe that make maybe that makes sense when you think about Bob Clark yeah. and just him as a director. He's like, okay, kids love Santa. I'm gonna make the Santa in my movie a dick. Like that's a dickhead. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. And listen, the entire movie is based around Santa bringing Ralphie a BB gun. And when Ralphie gets to the mall shopping center, whatever they are, do they call it a mall in the movie? Because I, I don't remember. I, I think it's one of those situations where it's like Santa, and it kind of works with one of my like picks when I get Macy's to it. Macy's or J.C. Penney's, either some Macy's shit. or J.C. Penney, or even like they gave they like rented out this space and made a winter wonderland and just had like right. a Santa a Santa meet there or something like that. That's kind of what I thought it was because because they they live in a small town, so right. So, like, this setup is already elaborate to go meet Santa. It's basically this jolly dude sitting at top of, a, like, a fake snow mountaintop. Yeah. And it's really awesome, honestly. It's, it's a cool great. set. Yeah. There's tons of kids waiting and, and literally scared to meet Santa Claus. Santa's ho-ho-hos aren't pleasant at all. Santa's elves look so annoyed and clearly can't <laughs> wait to get out of there. We get these silly close-ups of Santa and his caricature motions, and once Ralphie climbs back up the slide, which again is an incredible part of the meeting Santa gimmick, because once they're done, they send him down the slide, which is so the best good. part. <laughs> he asks Santa for the BB gun, and this is another reason to add this to an iconic to to the iconic Santa status, where he tells the kid, "You'll shoot your eye out, kid." <laughs> that's the most iconic line right. from the movie so and there's many reasons to lay claim that this santa is iconic and just being part of this film establishes that but i just gave you a bunch so <laughs> i think this santa definitely deserves to sit on the list this is probably out of our entire list the most i icon- no. i think this is yeah. the most iconic santa we've covered so far and talked probably. about um, I agree, dude. This Santa is it's odd looking. There's something off. They def they they did that on purpose. Um Oh yeah. The way they shot it where he's like is is he kicking him in like he's forcing he like, the kid. Right? Well, no, like they they throw him down, they like they they toss him down the slide, yeah. then he stops, he climbs back up, and then he just like lightly pushes his foot on Ralphie's yeah. head. And it's, <laughs> it's just pretty like, twisted. Yeah. When you think of and then the way they shoot it. It like it almost flips from like Ralph like his POV almost as the foot's coming down, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, yeah. yeah and it's, then- it's always it's it, it's it's one of those things where this looks like it should be a kid's dream come true with the slide yeah. and Santa and everything, Absolutely. but it's like a it's like a nightmare. It's like a, just weird. It's just such an odd scene. Dude, like, there's kids peeing themselves. There's kids crying and screaming. Ralphie's little brother, like, cries and screams. And the funniest part is when Ralphie gets down to the slide, his little brother is just sitting there. 
is just sitting <laughs> on the like the fake patch of snow, just pissed. Yo, dude, it's funny because when you think about it, when you're that age, Santa Claus is fucking scary. And we, I think we've talked about it. the concept of Santa Claus is frightening. Well, so when you're you know two or it three, is? it's just odd. Yeah. You know what I'm I think looking. it is? I, th- I think it's the proportion of Santa Claus. Like you have this, and listen, I'm not shame. I'm not like fat shaming or body yeah. shaming, but Santa Claus is generally a heavier person. So yeah. you have this big hulking person. They have a giant beard. They have a giant hat, and they're dressed in red. So like yeah. as a kid or whatever you can, you know, whatever kind of sensory you have, <laughs> it's pretty unsettling. Yeah, you know, and then you have to sit on this strange man's lap, right. and ninety percent of the time you're doing it because your parents want that picture. It's not even like mm-hmm. I think when you get older, when you're maybe like seven or eight, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go and tell Santa what I want. But when you're like four or five, it's just an awkward situation. You're just yep. on this random dude, and it's crazy because. I was at the mall a few days ago, and kids, I didn't think that was a thing anymore. They still sit on his lap. I was shocked. I was like, oh, maybe they stand next to him now. You know, it's a different time now. Nope. Kids still sit on his lap. They're still doing it. I saw some funny-ass posts on Instagram, and it was like goth kids with Santa Claus, like at the mall. I want us to take a Santa picture. uh, (laughs) I want you and I to go. I would love to. We have to do it one year. I've been wanting to do it for a few years now. We just haven't had the chance to do it. I want us to go and just, like all of us, like just go take a picture with Santa Claus. It'd be hysterical. It'd be amazing. There was one photo I saw of like this, these two friends or this couple. And it's like one girl, or at least I think it might be a woman, whatever pronouns they use. Yeah. And it's like a guy, whatever, whatever pronouns they use. And they're on one side of each one of them are on one side of Santa. And the one person has a chain around their neck <laughs> and the other person's holding them. And Santa Claus is just kind of like, okay, is this picture like, what is oh this fucking God. picture? It's hilarious. That's fucking amazing. I have to see that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that just sounds hilarious. Like a yeah. hilarious. I bet you that Santa was like, why the fuck do these people what? want a picture okay. with me? They're just like, okay. <laughs> He's just like, all right, whatever. They're paying, they're paying money to take a picture with Santa. We're not going to tell them no. So that's amazing. But yeah, this was a good pick too, Dave. This is again, yeah. probably. Probably the uh, Christmas story Santa, I don't think we'll be ever be able to top that when it comes no. to iconic Santas. He is, besides the besides Santa Claus as a character, this is as iconic as you could probably I think so. get. So I agree. Maybe we'll one-up it one day, but off the top of my head right now, I can't think of another Santa Claus that comes to mind that would top this one that's known. So Well, I think the one I'm going to choose next year might. Oh, okay. But I'll tell you once once we're done. I'll tell you. Sorry, to, <laughs> sorry to leave everybody on a cliffhanger there, but you Cl- won't know until cl- next year. Cliffhanger until next holiday yep. season. What sorry. Santa? What Santa? Dave's picking. Wait, hold on a second. My elf took the last of the candy canes home to her boyfriend. That's okay. No, no, no! Don't be silly. Everybody sees Santa's got to get something. Here, pull out your little paw there. There you go. Don't spoil your dinner. I won't. So my second pick is from another, I'd say, like a Christmas story, iconic Christmas film. And this is the miserable, I call it just the miserable Santa from Home Alone. The, the 1990 film Home Alone that I'm sure... I forgot about this Santa Claus. This is a good <laughs> pick. It's a great pick. I, it's one of it my is. favorites. Um, 
Everyone knows Home Alone. I'm not going to get into it. Most of our listeners probably know Home Alone more than they do A Christmas Story, I'm sure. Especially if you're a little younger, you probably are more familiar with Home Alone, probably even like Home Alone more. So you probably know the scene I'm talking about. So to set up the scene, you've got Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin. You know, we all know he's alone, home, he's home alone. Got the wet bandits after him. Damn. They wanna they wanna they wanna steal money or some shit. They wanna steal shit from his from his house. And he's been alone for a day or two. And he wants to go visit Santa because he wants to tell Santa that the only thing he wants for Christmas is his family back. All of them. Even his even his brother <laughs> Buzz, the the douchey no, asshole. E- even Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank, yeah, because Uncle Frank's an asshole to, to Kevin yeah, too. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks in both movies. He sucks in part two too. Uh, mm-hmm. but the way the scene kind of plays out, you've got Kevin walking and he goes to this little hut. And you see a, a female elf she's a locking babe. up. Yep, she's a babe. Locking 90%, up, she's chewing gum, you know, locking up the uh, the little little Santa shack they have there. Similar to a Christmas story. It's not a mall Santa. It's more like they built this little house for the Santa to sit right. in and kids to visit. So you've got the elf. Kevin compliments her uh, her elf shoes, her pointy shoes. And there's a, a, a cute little shot of them moving. And she, and she just looks at him. and She goes, hey, you didn't miss him. He's right over there trying to get into his car. That's the best line. Because Ke- it doesn't phase Kevin at all. He's just yeah. like, oh, Santa's over there. He goes, yeah, he's, you, you, you almost missed him, but he's right there. So Kevin's walking over. This Santa Claus, he's wearing like a winter jacket. His car's beat to shit. He's driving like a beater car. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. And he sees. It's the best. He sees Kevin approaching him. He's like, oh shit. And he he takes one more drag of the Mm -hmm. cigarette and then chucks it and then waves the smoke around. And then then I think uh, Kevin comes up to him and then he realizes that his uh, beard is low. It's below his Silent Night, Deadly Night style. It's below his chin. So he fixes Mm -hmm. it. And Kevin tells him, like, look, I know you're not the real Santa, but you work for him. And this is the whole thing where he goes into the whole spiel about, about, you know, wanting his family back. And there's just some small details about this Santa that I love. I love, again, you mentioned the cigarette. I don't know if you noticed, but the way the scene ends, he gives Kevin, because he doesn't have candy canes because his elf, his elf <laughs> took the rest of the candy canes to give to her boyfriend. I love how they play yep. it back to that elf that, that Kevin met like a few mm-hmm. like a second ago. And uh, he gives Kevin Tic Tacs because he doesn't want to leave him, you know, empty-handed. Santa's got to give the kids something when he sees them. And in the shot, the one detail I love, he's got his cigarettes in his belt. You see the pack of cigarettes just like tucked into the belt in like his Santa belt. It's fucking amazing. It's great. It's a really honestly, you would like just describing it, you would think this is like the sleaze, most sleaze baggy. No, Santa. it's very heartwarming. It's a very heartwarming scene. Yeah. And it, it shows you that even though this guy, like as a Santa Claus, is having a shitty day, like he's got this party to go to, he's running late, his car is breaking down. Like he's stressed. He had a long, long eight hour oh, yeah. shift dressed as Santa, and he still took a minute out of his day 
to like stop and talk to this random kid. He even looks confused when Kevin's like, hey, you know, can you help me bring my family back? He just looks at Kevin like, wait, what? Like your yeah. family? <laughs> but he still listens to him and he's still like really sweet to him. And just the, the acting is great in the scene. That actor, I don't recognize him from anything else. I'm sure he's popped up in other stuff, but I don't. I, I think didn't... he's been in other stuff. His voice to me was very familiar. Yeah, and and he and just everything about the performance is great. And for years, dude, since I was a kid, this scene always stuck out to me. The t- the green tick. I love that they're green because mm-hmm. it's Christmas, so it makes sense. Like the colors, the red and the greens. I think yeah. Kevin might even be wearing a red glove, if I remember correctly. It's, possibly, I think it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. or burgundy or whatever Christmassy color. So just the whole scene. It's cold. It looks cold. It, it looks like a winter wonderland. You've got the little house, little Santa house in the distance. You've got this guy just. Probably reeks of reeks of booze and cigarettes. Still, still does his job though. He's off the My clock. Man. He's off the clock and still takes a minute out of his yep. night to just talk to this little poor little eight year old kid. Take care and of I just, him. Yep. Yeah, I just love I just love the scenes, dude. And and I just love I love and then to finish the scene off and I just the way it goes. He gets a parking ticket. Or is that, I think that happens beforehand. Actually, his car breaks yeah, down. His car like <laughs> just like it starts and then stops. He's like, he's completely. a son of a bitch. Yeah, he gets the ticket early. Earlier, he says uh, yeah. he's got two lines, or he's got one really good line. I think the one funny line he's, he's got a couple of good lines, but there's one where he goes like rabies shots for the Easter Bunny. Like, what's next? Because you gave a parking <laughs> ticket to Santa. What's next? Like a rabies shot for the Easter Bunny. Just he's this grumpy, grouchy ass Santa, but it's just just so, it's so well done. And Home Alone still are, very likable. That's still the thing. very likable, right? Even though he's smoking sick, he's smoking fucking yeah, Marlboro right. Lights. That's, that's what I want my Santa to be. So hey, <laughs> chain smoking. My neighborhood Santa. Santa's got to look like that. I love that it's like a younger dude too. It's not you yeah. know like an older man. It's a guy that looks like he's maybe around our age, maybe even a little yeah, younger. Probably playing yeah. Santa. So I do like that. You know that they they could have made it like an old man playing, like a guy in the seventies playing Santa. But no, they made it a younger dude and very heartwarming. And I'm sure most of our listeners know this scene. And I've always thought yep. it's a scene no one ever mentions when they I think. I forgot about it. Yeah, I really no, forgot about it. That's why I wanted to shine a light on it in this episode. I feel like no one, you know, everyone remembers all the other, the, the traps and just, you know, Kevin Macaulay Culkin screaming and, you know, the wet bandits yeah. and all that stuff. Everyone remembers all that. But no one remembers this really heartwarming scene with this with this mall Santa that just talks to Kevin for a minute and a half. The scene is short. It's like two and, minutes long. You know something? You say mall Santa. I don't even think it's a mall. I think it's just no. like a little, like, it's just a little hut. That yeah, people yeah. go to take take their kids yeah. to go see Santa Claus. That's all yeah, it is. Because yeah. it's in the neighborhood. Is. Yeah, it's like I said. It, it, I think I said it like literally in the beginning. It's kind of this situation where it's a small town. There's right. no wall, so it's just this small town setup where you meet Santa. I'm pretty sure right. a Christmas Story is the same way. That's kind of what yeah, they're going yeah. for. We're, we're gonna have to look into that. It's a little more Christmas elaborate in a, in a Christmas yeah. Story. It's a little more elaborate because they have the slide and all that, and you never get to see the inside of the little Santa hut in Home Alone, which I like. It's ambiguous. Yeah. You only see the outside yeah. of it, which is very festive, so I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. So, really, really good stuff, and I feel more people should uh, give this scene love. It's, it's very Christmas. It's, it's a good choice. So great, I, th- great I think scene. it's probably your, it's probably, to me, it's your best choice of the three. I think it's my favorite of my of my three yeah. picks too. Great, great scene, yeah. great Santa, funny as hell too. Hey, 
So you're ready for my last pick. And now here, here's the funny thing with this pick. So here's two things. A, this movie has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> yes. Everything else we've talked about did, has, but not this. This is not anything <laughs> Christmas related, but there's a Santa Claus. And two, and I'm going to give it away right now. I'm choosing the very, very short-lived scene <laughs> with Santa Claus from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which came out in 1985 and was directed by Tim Burton. Do you want to know something fun? Something fun? Well, I guess it might, it's not fun, but funny. What? I had no idea that Tim Burton directed this movie. What? Really? I did wow. not know that. Nope. Oh, wow. I, I thought you would have known that. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. So, uh, Listen, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is an, ama- is, an, is an amazing movie. So. It's great. <laughs> the running theme for my Santa choices have basically been Santa's being featured in iconic movies by solely being associated with their respective film. Mm. This Santa, again, has nothing to do <laughs> with Pee-wee or Christmas. <laughs> but it gets the iconic status, in my opinion. And we have the infamous chase scene. Where Pee-wee is on the movie set, and he's fleeing on his bike, and he's being chased by security guards, and unintentionally a boat who ends up pulling Santa and his reindeer from another movie set, <laughs> along with Godzilla <laughs> falling into part. Santa's sleigh, <laughs> only to crash a Twisted Sister video shoot. It's so and good. <laughs> that is all reason that this is an iconic Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's all I have from my notes, is that this alone makes this an iconic Santa Claus. Because you remember, I mean, well, you told me you didn't I remember. I forgot, but- dude. <laughs> I would have never in a million years picked this. Not because, I, dude, I love Pee-wee. Every time we record, I've pointed it out before, my Pee-wee is right there. He's leaning over right now. I got to move him. But I've got my Pee-wee doll from the 80s right there. I fucking love, I got a Pee-wee mask right there. Mm-hmm. I love Pee-wee. And, dude, I've seen this movie a million times. It's, it's the best. And I forgot that he goes through a Christmas movie set. I, yep. I always get fixated on the Godzilla set, which is amazing, with yep. like King Godzilla, the three-headed monster yep. and shit, two flying around, and then and then the Godzilla ends up with him, and they're in the they're in the sleigh, right? Or is this? I yep. forget. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's being like pulled by a fucking boat. Boat. It's so stupid. And then the D. Snyder Twisted Sister. Uh, music videos just it is it's when it's so funny because you describing it like just thinking about it it's the most random shit ever yeah, it just it's sounds, so silly it's, it's so, so silly and the movie the fake like christmas movie is very christmassy it looks yeah. like it's a christmas like a like a scene that would take place in a real christmas movie it's a fake it's a faux Christmas, but that's not a real. It's probably the only fake thing in that scene because Godzilla's a real thing and Twisted Sisters a real thing, right? You know what that's, I mean? That's so a it's, good, that's a good, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's maybe why I completely like this Santa never came to mind to me as a pick because of just the, how the the absurdity of that entire scene is and great. He and what is that Santa Claus on the screen for? What forty seconds? Thirty seconds? If that. <laughs> 
Is he like waving or something? What's he doing? No, he's because they're just being pulled by the boat and it's like, you know, moving everywhere. And they're just like, oh. Yeah, so, dude, just thinking about it, I can't help but fucking laugh at how fucking dumb it is, but it's fucking amazing. It's great. It's so good. That is a good pick. That is a really good pick. And fucking Pee Wee's the man, dude. Pee Wee's the fucking man. He's got, and I want us to. To cover it one year. He's got the Pee Wee's Playhouse has a Christmas special. So I think we might have to definitely have to watch that. I don't one remember. Year, I yeah. may have seen it, may have not. I don't remember. I would it, love to watch it's it. It's fun. It's a it's a fun. Grace Jones, if I remember correctly, is in it. Like Amazing. it's one, Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's Grace Jones. I hope I'm not wrong. But um yeah, yeah, if yeah it dude, is, that's even better. <laughs> uh you, we gotta watch it. It's 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 fun. And Pee Wee's just how do you, who, I don't think I've ever met a person that doesn't fucking love Pee Wee. You know what I mean? Pee-wee's the only guy as a character in anything that can bring Santa, Godzilla, and Twisted Sister together. Mm-hmm. The, it's the only... That would only work in a Pee-wee Herman movie. Nothing else. It's completely yeah. normal in a Pee-wee yeah. movie. So that was a great pick. I, I do like Thank that you, you picked this one. And, it, and I, yeah. you know what? It's iconic to me too, so I'm glad Absolutely. you brought. It, I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I completely. Dude, when my you pleasure. told me, when you told me, I was like, "Fuck! How how could I forget that?" I was yeah. disappointed in myself. Well, no, it's okay. <laughs> he was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was gonna surprise us. So my last pick for our iconic Santa's part three is now, let me, let me give this a little introduction. There is no actual physical Santa in this scene, but, but a Santa is mentioned and the focal point of the scene. And to me, this scene is one of the most disturbing and odd, you know, odd scenes in a movie that's already ridiculous and absurd. And that yeah. is the worst Christmas <laughs> ever scene from Gremlins from 1984, similar to A Christmas Story, similar to Home Alone, similar to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I know all of our listeners are quite familiar with Gremlins. I think it's pro- probably up there with a Christmas story in Home Alone 2 as iconic Christmas movies. And this is a Christmas horror black comedy. So it's perfect. Now, there are other Santas in this movie. There's one specific one where you see a gremlin on the top in the back of a Santa who's fl- flailing his arms and being yeah. attacked by a gremlin. I haven't seen this movie in years. Oh, I have dude, to watch it you again. should watch it this Christmas. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a good movie. But the, but the Santa I'm picking now is... You've got you've got Billy, who's you know the main character in, in mm-hmm. the film, and his his little friend Gizmo. We all know we all know and love Gizmo. Then you've got his love interest Kate, played by Phoebe Cates, a babe mm-hmm. and a half. I think we yeah. can all agree on that on that one too. For sure. And you know gremlins are running amok in the town. They're killing people. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit that gremlins do in the movie. And Billy and Kate and Gizmo run into a bank and this is a bank that's been abandoned and it's all disheveled and destroyed because the town's going to hell and to to my recollection if i remember correctly it's implied that kate phoebe cates throughout the entire film does not like christmas she does not like the holiday 
And out of nowhere, she explains to Billy and Gizmo, because Gizmo's there. I love the shots, because you see Gizmo's reacting to her story when she's telling the story yeah. why she hates Christmas and doesn't like it. So in a nutshell, the story goes, it, 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 this is how the story goes. So when she was a kid, her father died on Christmas Day. But what happened was he never came home, I believe it's from work. And he went missing Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day came and went and they couldn't find him. Cops went searching. They couldn't find shit. My man was MIA. Little Kate goes to try to light a fire. It's cold. It's the winter and notices a smell. Her mother calls the firemen and they come and they break through the chimney because that's where the smell was emanating. It was coming from the chimney. And they discover her father's corpse <laughs> dressed in a Santa costume holding presents. And he broke his neck while trying to climb down the chimney and surprise them. She even says he died instantly. Now, <laughs> this scene, and, and also Jeez. I want to say this. There's one line that I love in her little. Bummer. This is a depressing story that comes out of left field in this movie. My favorite line, it's the most depressing line. It goes, she goes, this is how I found out Santa wasn't real or didn't exist. Because her father died dressed as Santa. It's Terrible. horrible. Now, I think I'm and you I know you had you it's been years since you've watched Gremlins. Do you remember this scene at all? Did you remember uh, so, it when I sent it to you? Uh once I watched it, yes, I did. It's so weird. And I have a little history on it because I Googled it, you know, not not much. I didn't do this deep dive into it, but I did Google just I was curious where this came from. Why did they pull it up? Because as a kid, when I watched Gremlins, I always thought it was eerie because it's a monologue. Billy and Gizmo, like I think Gizmo makes his little noises, but there's there's no response. They just listen yeah, to there's, her. There's not a lot going on in that scene, minus no. you know whatever the natural ambience is in the, yeah. in the on the set, and just Phoebe Cates giving her monologue. So it it is it is an eerie, very eerie, and it's a very well acted scene for something like yeah. Gremlins. You know what I mean? And she's. You could see the like sadness in the character's eyes in the execution. Just like you feel for this girl, why she hates Christmas. And now she's going through mm -hmm. another shitty Christmas with these fucking gremlins killing everyone and destroying the town. So it's like this girl can't catch a break when it comes to the holiday, which I do like that too. Now, the reason why I think this, this scene's iconic is because when I did a little digging, I didn't know this, but originally this scene was not meant for the Kate character. There was going to be this, apparently this random McDonald's employee or guy that owns a McDonald's in the town. They were going to have him recite this line. And they completely, yeah, they completely scrapped the scene. And I, I, I'm, yeah, Joe Dante directed Gremlins. They made yep. the, the decision to give it to the Kate character, to the Phoebe Cates character, because she didn't really have much. She's kind of the damsel in distress in the movie. She's his love interest. She didn't really have a lot of meat to the bones. There wasn't really a, like a lot to her. So they right. gave her this backstory to give her more oomph, to give it, to give her, and I, and to give her some more to do. And honestly, dude, I feel like this scene completely made the character. Just, it makes this character to the point that Roger Ebert, 
he gave Gremlins a uh, a three star review, which is good for for a movie like this, especially when Roger Ebert was doing it. And he mentioned this scene, highlighting it. So it shows you that the impact that this character's like shitty Christmas story, depressing ass Christmas story made on the film. And I always remember it, dude. Every time I watch Gremlins and it's not a movie I watch like every Christmas. Like I might actually I, I didn't watch it this year. I watched it last year, but. Maybe I'll throw it on. It's, you know, it's one of those things when it's on TV, I'll let it play, you know. Um, but I always, dude, I always remember this scene. And it's it, like I picture everything this character says in my mind. Like I can picture every, I'm picturing yeah. the dead body falling and then discovering his corpse. Yeah, you totally, you totally like, picture it it's all. It's so yeah. well written. And it's, it's not, so I'm pretty sure it's based on a Christmas urban legend. Like they got the idea from an urban legend and then just That's put it. That's also like, interesting because yeah, I've never and, heard of it. And wrote it into the film, into the script. And everything about it is fucking amazing. It, 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 you never see the Santa, but you can picture picture it. Yeah, this, definitely this Santa, and it's really grotesque in my mind, at least. You know? Definitely, uh, this you can picture this scene. Uh, one more thing I want to add to like the Kate character and this whole depressing scene. So there's a gag in Gremlins Two that I love. So in Gremlins Two, they're in a I'm pretty sure it's like Warner Brothers or it's a, it's a broadcast building that the gremlins right. are in and they're running amok and destroying things and Gizmo's there again. There's a scene where Phoebe Cates again is about to tell another depressing story and then Billy cuts her off. He's like, hey, we can't. He's like, we don't have time for this. And he, and he, it's hysterical. That's so amazing. I, it, dude, it's, it, it goes to show you how memorable this scene yeah. was in the original that they even poked fun at it in the sequel where she's yeah. about to go into another long-winded, depressing story. And Billy's like, hey, listen, you're my girl, but we don't got time for this shit. Let's keep it moving. I wonder <laughs> if there actually is a scripted story. That she was supposed to say, you know Maybe. what I mean? Like, I wonder yeah. if there actually is one. It's it's just a funny gag because like she gets yeah. all serious in the sequel, and it's the same thing. She's like looking into the void, and like you, you can see like she's about to say this really, really like dramatic, depressing like story in this monologue, and then yeah. Billy just cuts it off. He's like, "All right, we don't have time for this nah. shit. We gotta like, get next. out of here." It's yeah. He goes exactly next. Gotta get out next. of here. It's fucking great, dude. And I always love the scene. And honestly, I feel like it would make for a great short film, like a great story. I'm surprised. Just to see that, that is a yeah, good idea. I'm surprised it hasn't been adapted. You know, in some in well, some way, shape, or form. It. Hey, maybe. Maybe, maybe I will. We'll see. I've come up with a lot of ideas on the podcast, so possibly we'll see. I would love to. Um, I would love to do the music for that. Yeah, if you did that, that would. So that, please, it would please be a do good, that. Be a good little fan film. You know what I mean? A Absolutely. good little uh, fan kind of an homage to Gremlins to kind of recreate the Phoebe Cates Kate uh, Phoebe Cates Kate story from the original uh, Gremlins. Great scene. I agree. Super depressing. Also, kind of funny because of how out of left field it is and. That's I have why to watch I it think again. you've got to watch it again. Yeah. But uh, that's why I think it's iconic. That's why I consider it an iconic Santa. You that's don't fair. see the you I don't am. see the Santa, but you can you picture see it in it. your mind. <laughs> yes, you can see the grotesque details in your mind. He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. So that was. 
Iconic Santa Clauses Part 3. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And from all of us at Haunted Hangover, we'd like to wish you a happy holiday. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho.